Welcome back. I'm Kim Bailey. She's Rihanna Osborne and this is Inside Exec and we're at episode 201. So we are continuing on. And what we're continuing with today in this episode is more of our guests' comments. You will have heard from episode 200 that we asked our guests to give us their thoughts on two most important issues for senior managers in this year 2020. So let's continue on hearing what they've got to say. Our next response is from Nick Gorman. Nick talked to us about mental well-being at work and he very generously shared his own personal journey. I will say that Nick shared the episodes through LinkedIn and got a huge response and a lot of very good feedback for him particularly about the generosity of his sharing and the importance of the message that he had about mental health, particularly for men, in the executive arena. And from Nick Gorman, the single biggest issue for senior managers is attracting and retaining top talent. One way to help achieve this is by taking meaningful and proactive steps to demonstrate they value the well-being of their staff. Employees, particularly younger ones, want to work for companies that go above and beyond in ensuring that they care about their well-being. In this new world of work from home, it is not a case of one size fits all. It is often underestimated how much knowledge we can gain from live interactions within the workplace. This is particularly true of young employees. It is essential that senior managers understand that this current younger generation will not have live access to those colleagues who would ordinarily assist in their immediate learning and development. They must find innovative ways to fill this knowledge void. And this reflects something that we heard Bishoy say about the, the financial industry in, in the US and about how people are looking for what organisation they will go to. And I think Nick talked a little bit about it during his session, and we certainly talked about it since then, about the, the change in the work environment that means that people are not being developed in the way that they will be or they had been in the past when everyone was in the same physical environment. And how do you address that? How do you match up people without really knowing whether they will get on? How do you encourage them to feel part of a team when they never see the rest of the team physically and can't have the little, the chit chat that happens before a meeting starts about, you know, yeah. what do you do at the weekend or where are you sitting today or that looks like a good background or, or why is the dog still in the room? All of that sort of stuff where you get to know people and it's the know, like and trust thing that is not as easy to do in the current environment as it was in the past, certainly when we were working. And, and even I think even for us, you know, being able to, to record these sessions remotely has been good, but we found ourselves that we had to do it with the video. We had to see one another. Yeah. So we didn't just do it audio, even though you know, I struggle sometimes with a, a strong signal for the, the Wi-Fi. So I have to go to other environments so that I can do the recording. And so initially we started just doing audio, but we found ourselves and we had to say to ourselves that we need to see one another. We need to bounce the ideas off one another. We need to see the physical reaction. I need to see her rolling her eyes when I say something <laughs> so that I know that I'm treading down the path of you will pay for this. But Nick makes a good point about the, the new entrant to the organisation. Is 
it's really we do underestimate how much they learn by observation. And it's not just bumping into and talking. That's one aspect. The other aspect is they see how, if you like, more experienced workers, team members, managers and leaders, how they interact with each other, how they enter a room, how they talk, how they join a conversation, how do they initiate a conversation, all those things, we do have to find ways to replace the value of those because even though you can see them on the screen, even when you do see them, that bit is kind of limited again. We didn't see him walk down the corridor. We didn't see her coming out of the lift. We didn't see, you know, how they do these things the natural way and not staged. Our next one is Anna Mazone. Anna spoke to us about public speaking and about marketing. She had two different topics that she spoke to us about and they were both uh, interesting in terms of her experience and her knowledge, particularly the public speaking one, because there was a, a sense of her contributing, giving back, and that was what she was enjoying doing. And also interesting was to hear her actual journey to get where she was at that point in her career, because she had a very interesting journey up to that point. And I won't say any more. I'll let you go and, and re-listen to that. If, or listen to it if you haven't heard it already. Anna recommends two strategies. Prioritise client retention. These are difficult times for our clients and we may find we lose some long-standing clients. Perhaps consider short-term incentives to maintain them, such as waiving fees until things settle down. Change how you do your marketing for potential clients. Ensure your marketing activities are not opportunistic. Rather find ways to support potential clients and through it create goodwill. In the long term, you'll find these potential clients will look to your products when they are ready to purchase. Be flexible with your staff. Just like our customers, many staff are going through difficult times themselves. Partners could be out of work, children being homeschooled. These are additional pressures they may not have encountered before. The key here is being empathetic and providing flexibility to enable them to juggle through these activities that they find themselves in through it, supporting them to stay engaged and maintain momentum. So again, we're, we're looking at looking after your staff, but interestingly, looking at marketing for potential clients. Now, we haven't had anyone else talk about potential clients as all being the immediate management of the situation we're in, and, and let's just make sure that there's some money coming in and that we can continue to, as I said earlier, cover our costs, all of those sorts of things. But here... Uh, we've got Anna talking about potential clients. It's interesting how we get in the consistent messages on the marketing side and being customer-centric and talking about retention at the moment and helping them through the difficult situation so that we build loyalty, they have the loyalty long-term, as well as be empathetic towards your staff because they're going through the major changes as well. Right, the next one is Matt Wenberg. Matt spoke to us when he was in between or, or considering being in between careers. He had come up through the ranks from The Apprentice to a, a much more senior role. And he actually, not long after we spoke to him, switched careers entirely. And I understand has switched slightly since then as well, yes. but maintained a path that he had identified and went from you know, his first 
X number of years, I suppose, 20 odd years of experience with tools, you know, as a, a mechanic, really a hands-on type activity. And now he's moved into, with some, some study and some, some other experiences, moved into management roles. So he talked to us about the changes and what it's like and what the thinking process is around those areas. From Matthew Wenberg, challenges faced by senior management in 2020, given the current global environment, would be the ability to change and adapt at a rapid pace in an ever-fluid situation. With this change, also have the ability to be flexible enough to be able to continue core business whilst complying with legislation and laws, and looking after employees' well-being, health, and also, just as important, their financial well-being. The manner in which some, if not most, organisations operate is decided by factors and decisions made outside of their control. Managers will have to constantly apply quality control principles and a what is important now approach to be able to operate and comply with laws and legislation. Further to this, managers are faced with taking care of their employees. There is a high level of uncertainty going forward and no employee or workforce likes to work in uncertain conditions. Overall, rapid adaptation to change whilst looking after their employees. So interesting focus that is completely on the employees and that the outside influences, you know, you've got no control over them, so you can't fix them, you can't change them. The other good point there is that we sometimes forget that we're adapting everything to suit the current environment, but the core business has to continue. So if you take, for example, in a restaurant situation, they have to adapt to all the new legislation, but still buying of the product, they're deciding the menus, adapting it to, to do that. They still have to pay their staff. They still have to pay for their premises. So the core business of any business, whether it's retail or corporate, is got to go on as well as the new adjustments to go with it. And that's constantly changing. That's the, that's the point, which I reckon is a good point. The next one is Maura Sweeney. Maura sent us a audio recording, which was very nice yeah. of her. And so yeah. we'll play that now and yeah. then you'll hear what we've got to say. What do I see as the most urgent issue for senior managers in 2020? Levity. Levity. Levity is the ability to lift people up. It's to create an atmosphere where things are lighter, things are airier, there's more freedom to operate. The more you can help your people feel better about themselves and better about their environment, the better they will produce, the more innovative they'll become, the more oriented toward problem solving they'll be, the better they'll be in working together in teams, the greater their commitment will be to projects and their outcomes will improve. Not only have I experienced this and spoken on it so often as a result of my own leadership background, but I will tell you that Harvard University has conducted studies that demonstrate the very same thing. When people feel happier and more supportive, they do better. So within that context, the two tips as to how you can get those outcomes. Number one, think about this. Don't just think about adding levity. Don't just talk about it, but be it and model it. That means find a new way to turn your typical lemons into some kind of lemonade. Find a new way to just 
turn things around so that it doesn't seem so serious as it normally does. And you will find you will break through some of the tremendous heaviness and the resistance you might have been experiencing and operating in in your work environment. And the second thing is this, learn how to celebrate. Most of us know how to celebrate the big wins, but imagine going through some of the typical work days, work weeks, work months, the trying times. Find ways to celebrate the small wins. And how does that show up? It may show up sometimes with an unexpected gag gift. It could show up with a tiny trophy that makes people either feel special or makes them laugh. And I want you to think about this. When you celebrate the small wins, never overlook celebrating even the most boring wins. Oftentimes, there are things we all have to do at work that become so mundane and so much of a chore. Imagine one day putting something on somebody's desk to celebrate the fact that they did one more month's worth of boring reports that needed to be done. I can tell you this, if you could learn how to add levity to your environment, you will find that you created what I love to call the helium balloon effect, and you will be adding, without even needing any extra money, a special injection of power and success that you maybe never before enjoyed. I wish you your greatest 2020 and beyond. This has been Maura Sweeney from Clearwater, Florida, USA. So Maura, once again, has given us some food for thought about happiness and the approach that you take to work and to your workforce. And I think in this area, the message is to look after yourself and the attitude that you give out is the one that will be reflected back. So that if you're content in terms of yourself and what you're doing and how you're projecting your image, the satisfaction that you get from looking after your employees, as we've heard from so many of the the guests that have sent us these responses, it's going to be reflected in what they want to give you in return. Yeah, I think it's really worth listening because she makes the points very, very clearly. Our last lot of comments come from Jamie Wadley. Jamie talked to us a couple of times, once about marketing and once about being a board member, being on a board. He was newly on a board at that stage when he talked to us. And we want to thank Jamie at this point because his his is actually the voice you've been hearing reading all of the comments as we've gone through. So we thank him for that. He does have a very good voice for that sort of thing. So we're happy to have him take over some of that for us. Yes, thank you, Jamie. And now some thoughts from me, Jamie Wadley. To me, the most urgent issue for senior managers is to be able to foster, promote and implement the ability for your organisation to be able to shift gears quickly in a fast-changing environment. Change is painful, and helping your organisation to make change, sometimes massive change, is crucial to the survival of any entity. During the past six months, some organisations are really kicking goals, while others are just getting kicked. This is a choice. Survival is not just of the fittest, It is for those that can adapt quickly to a changing environment. The dinosaur didn't last. Don't be a dinosaur. I've been fortunate enough to be exposed to the wisdom that's coming from many of the contributors to this particular episode of Inside Exec. 
What occurred to me is that many of us know what we have to do. Our real challenge is being able to implement and make these things happen. And in closing, I'd like to congratulate both Kim Bailey and Fulyana Osborne on their 200th episode of Inside Exec. Congratulations to you both, and I look forward to the next 200 episodes. I think what he's done is actually reflect what Bashoy said about you can't just sit back and wait for your competitors or someone else to show you the way or for them to fail so that you can just pick up where you left off. Surely if you haven't changed, if you haven't adapted, you must be seeing some change to the bottom line. You can't be doing better just because you haven't changed in this environment. Everyone's had to change in some way. I think that the message there is not just to look within your own industry but to look outside your industry and it's the massive change because i think massive change is what you need to move beyond survival yes i think it's it's really really important to talk about learning from each other in different industries and the fact that what jamie is saying you haven't got the luxury of not changing because you'll become obsolete in, in other episodes we talked about forums such as CEO forum, international CEO forums, where the CEOs do come together and they share their experience and expertise and they in different industries. So it's more important than ever now to do so and to do so by focusing on what you really need to focus on, change as well as the future and not using one as an excuse. I can't plan for the future because I've got this, you know, immediate thing to attend to. So again, consistent messages we're getting from our guests. So that is all of our comments. Uh, we do thank our guests, not just for sending in those comments, but for being with us the, the times where we actually talk to them longer term. You'll see all of the links to their individual episodes at the bottom of this podcast. Thank you to everyone who's listened and sent us in their well wishes. Thank you to my partner in crime for mm -hmm. keeping me on track and making sure that I challenge her. You know, for me, being able to challenge her is a target in itself. Oh, oh, but it's so easy for you, Kim. <laughs> and we do bounce off one another. We do work well. We have got guests lined up into the future, so we will be continuing on. But for now, episode 201, I'm Kim Bailey. She's Juliana Osborne and this is Inside Exec.